You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. So I have something to talk about today that might seem a little bit trivial, and I'm going to talk a little bit later in this episode about why it does matter and why I think it's actually one of the first things that I start with when I teach my students to actually get their hands dirty and get into decluttering. This is one of the first kind of topics that I approach first. So while it may seem a little bit trivial, these two different approaches to minimizing stuff that we're going to go over today, it actually holds a lot of weight because it, it changes the whole way that you view this project that you're about to embark on. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I got, I've got to say, like, I'm going to be a little bit distracted because I don't have my normal setup today. And by by I don't have my normal setup, I mean, I look pretty ridiculous over here on my side. Just to give you a visual of who's speaking to you today, um, I forgot my laptop somewhere yesterday, which was fine. It was late. I'd been doing a lot of driving, so I didn't want to go back and grab it. And I thought, I have a backtop, a backup laptop, and I'll just I'll use my backup. So that would have been all good and well, but I left my earbuds in the bag with my previous laptop and it's such, it seems like such a trivial thing, but just, just the act of me not having my earbuds now has me wearing my, my sleeping headband earbuds that are like pillow soft. So you can lay on one side of your head and it doesn't jam the the earbud or jam the headphone into your head. It's made into this really interesting looking little headband. So that's what I'm wearing instead. I'm sitting here with like a headband on my head as I speak. Not a headband, sorry, a sweatband type thing. One of those things that fully wraps around your head. And then in order to push that into my ears more, because these are made to not blast your ears off, I'm having to secure it with a beanie. So you're speaking to somebody right now who has a sweatband style earbud set with a beanie on top. So let's talk about minimalism. Now, this topic was inspired by my Instagram account yesterday, not even my Instagram account. I was sifting through Instagram. And you know how there are these these quotes that you've seen like over and over again that are in the feed. And this was one of those quotes that just generally I've seen it a million times. And generally, I just okay, that's nice. And then keep scrolling. But for some reason, yesterday, it caught my attention. And I started thinking about it. And here's what it says. It says, get clear on what matters by getting rid of what doesn't. Sounds nice, right? Get clear on what matters by getting rid of what doesn't. And I call this the thunder eggs approach. We go with Matt's family once a year to Central Oregon to a place called Cove Palisades. And it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere-ish, and that it's surrounded by like all of these different cool outdoor activity type things that you can do. And one year, we went to mine Thunder Eggs. It's out in the middle of this big ranch style farm. So you feel like you're driving onto somebody's giant personal property farm and you just go down this little dirt road and past all of these random goats and different types of animals and hills of grass and you know desert cliff looking things and and different spots that pop up and 
you end your trip in this place that looks kind of like a big mud pit, not necessarily a mud pit. It's not wet per se, but it's basically just a big hole in the ground. It looks kind of like a big red hole in the desert ground. And this is where your adventure begins. You take your little your little pickaxe that they give you at the front check-in and a bucket and pretty much hand you a pickaxe and hand you a bucket and you just go into this hole and you just start chipping away at the wall inside of the hole. You just chip away, you find a spot that looks like, oh, you know what, there may be some hidden treasures in here and you just start chipping away and it kind of breaks away like like clay, like dry clay, mud type of, if you're getting a visual of this, it's kind of like if you were to go into a big hole in the desert, but not the soft desert sand, more like the chippy hard desert sand and just start chipping away with a little pickaxe. And what happens is there are these little thunder eggs that are dispersed all around in the dirt in in that particular spot. I don't know how they found this spot, but there are these little thunder eggs that are just, they're in random places, but there are so many of them. So if you find a spot and you dig long enough, you're going to find one. And they come out and I'm amazed that we even know when it's actually a thunder egg. I mean, the mud around the thunder egg, I guess, starts getting a little darker. It starts looking more like a rock. Like if you were, if you were mining away in clay and you came across a rock, that's kind of what it looks like. And you just, you dig and you find these big thunder eggs that look like big clumps of a little bit darker mud and you start collecting them and throwing them in your bucket. And that's what you're doing. And then, you know, once you find a thunder egg, it's probably like covered in a bunch of different chunks of of that hard clay dirt. And so you have to sit there with your pickaxe and you chip it away because you want to chip it down to the actual hard stone part of the thunder egg. And so you do this. You do this for however long it takes for you to get as many thunder eggs as you want. Because when you're done, you take them back to the front desk and they'll slice them open for you. And on the inside, that's where the magic happens. And you'll have, there are so many different designs and just mineral composites that, you know, you can get some that look like crystals on the inside. Some of them might look like kind of black and white swirled marble. And there are just so many different, unique, amazing designs in there, which is really the cool part. They're not all the same. Each one is going to be a little bit different. And, you know, you just you just mine away. And that's how you find these little jewels is by mining away at the masses and masses of clayish mud and finding these pods of darker looking mud and then inside those are the jewels. So that's what that's what I call the thunder egg method is when you get clear on what matters, you find the things in your life that are important, those priorities, or the beautiful things that you own that that are your favorites. And you find those according to this approach, by chipping away at all of the other stuff by getting rid of what doesn't matter. You're finding the thunder eggs by chipping away at the mud first and then revealing the thunder egg. The other approach is the opposite. The other approach is focusing on what you want to keep and not paying much attention at all to the things that you're wanting to get rid of. So in this case, you're not starting with the clay or the mud. You're starting with the thunder eggs and then in finding the thing that you that you truly value, all of the things that you don't value organically and naturally fall away. So in this case, it's like the thunder egg or the priority is identifying the non-priorities or the mud 
And in doing so, the rest is dispersing on its own. Well, that sounds nice too. Both of these approaches and quotes can be phrased in different ways, and they both sound wonderful as far as being able to achieve a clutter-free home space. I mean, get clear on what matters by getting rid of what doesn't, or, you know, selecting what's important so that the things that aren't important can fall away. I mean, it sounds great, but when it comes time to practice, you're really only going to take one approach. You're either going to start by focusing on the things that you don't want and getting the clutter out the door to help you re-remember and realize the things that are truly valuable or that are important or that you actually want to use and wear, or you're going to start by selecting those things that are important first mostly disregarding the things that you're getting rid of and just letting those things kind of fall away in the process, boxing them up and getting them out the door. So let me tell you which one I prefer. Now, I've t- I've taught the Thunder Eggs method before, obviously, because I gave it a name and I've used that name ever since. It makes sense to me. Um, and I'm sure that whenever I initially started speaking about that and came up with this phrase, Thunder Eggs was probably right after our trip to Central Oregon, and it was probably fresh on my mind. But it, it makes sense. Hopefully, you can see the metaphor. So I, I used to teach that. But Over the years of actually applying and helping students to work through um, getting, getting through their own clutter, in so many situations and for so many reasons, I think that the second approach is the best approach. And I, I believe this so much that it's one of the first methods that I teach my students in Clutter Cure. Whenever we actually get down to the part of clearing out the clutter, one of the first things that I teach them is how to go through these processes of selecting and, you know, selecting and rejecting, basically. And I, I believe that a lot of the reason that the second method just makes more sense to me is because what I saw happen a lot in the beginning, when I first started taking on students and coaching new clients, is that the overwhelm was immediate. I mean, one of one of the first things that people would say is, you know, I feel paralyzed by the clutter, just even thinking about this project is already making me feel overwhelmed. Um, You know, I don't know where to start, like all of all of this overwhelm and complication started rising to the surface. And I saw a lot of the same methods that people were taking to try to achieve this clutter-free status previously. Like they would walk into a big room that hadn't been touched in years, like a basement that's piled through of stuff and just start diving in, you know, just start going through and making these lifelong decisions about each single item in their hand as they go through it, you know, like picking it up and do I want to keep this? Do I not want to keep this? And then all of a sudden the memories start coming back like, oh, well, you know, this happened back in such and such. And now the sentiments coming back. Anyway, it made it just a really slow and overwhelming process trying to, to step into something like that and tackling all of the clutter. I found that whenever I was able to kind of draw people back out to get a bird's eye view to to make decisions about the things that they wanted before even diving into the process the process went a lot more smooth it went more smoothly um, people were feeling less overwhelmed they weren't being paralyzed by the clutter because they weren't focusing on the clutter 
But here's another, I guess, big differentiation between the two approaches is in one, you already know what's important. You already know what your priorities are. You know what you like. It, it takes a lot of self-awareness and self-knowledge to know who you are, what you need, what you like, you know, and that's, I think, one of the reasons a lot of people end up with clutter in the first place is that they just don't know. Everything feels so am- ambiguous and, you know, like... I just don't know. I don't know if it's clutter or if it's not, or if I need it or if I don't, or if I might someday. They're just all of these uncertainties and they lack a little bit of self-confidence when it comes to their own space. So you'll see a lot of times people who are collecting everything, they just, they, they lack confidence in their ability to choose what's right for their own space. So if you lack that kind of confidence, then I can see how maybe starting out with the things that you want might not be such an an easy task for you if you don't really know what you want, you know, you haven't gone through and and I do teach that in my course too about getting down to and refining what you want, because that's hugely important. But this other approach of getting clear on what matters by getting rid of what doesn't, I can see how that would be appealing to somebody who doesn't necessarily know what they want or know what's important. And and so they're working on refining that in the process of going through and getting rid of things that aren't important and kind of seeing what's left. So I mean, just just to throw a bone to the devil's advocate, like I can understand how to certain people that that other method would seem appealing. And in that case, it's really less about decluttering and, and becoming efficiently clutter free, which is what I like to teach people is more about efficiency, how to effortlessly become a clutter free person and create happy spaces that you're in love with. Um, so the, the other approach of getting clear on what matters by getting rid of what doesn't, I feel like is more of an ex- exploration. You know, it's more of an exploratory process of self-realization. <laughs> that sounds super deep. So deep, Mia. Um, but you know, like tr- trying to to find yourself, find more of yourself, find what your priorities are, discover, self-discovery, you know, that's what I feel like this other approach would be good at. And you know, a lot of people need that. Maybe you're somebody who needs that. Maybe you're not looking for the most effortless and efficient way to get your home clean. You're looking for more of a, a self-discovery and finding who you should even, you know, express yourself as inside of your space. And and if that's your goal, then, you know, I don't think that anything is necessarily black and white, good or bad. I think that there are positive benefits to a lot of different approaches and different ideas and theories that people have. But that's my take on, on what each of these types of approaches is really good for. So if you're looking for, again, if you're looking for something that's like efficient and effortless and is going to to get you quick results that are, you know, like and you know what you want and you want to get there and you have the point A and the point B, like I've talked about in other episodes, and you, you already have this trajectory and now you want to get there, then I think that selecting first is a better approach to minimizing your stuff and allowing the rest to just kind of fall away. Now, if you're, on the other hand, looking for, again, more of a a self-discovery and and more of a trying to find yourself inside of your space, then I recommend doing the get clear on what matters by getting rid of what doesn't and getting rid of the the clutter and the excess first and kind of refining yourself down. So there's the pros and the cons to each. 
Hopefully you got something out of this. I would love to hear any of your own thoughts on it. You can hit me up over on Instagram. It's underscore Mia underscore Danielle is my handle. Apparently Mia Danielle was already taken. Um, And I would love to chat up about any of the topics that we have here on the podcast. And if you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts, which is the biggest podcast search tool. It's basically the YouTube of podcasts and leave a review of the Mind Your Home podcast. I'll catch you next week.